Hey, what's up? Hello. Welcome to Sounds Fake But Okay, a podcast where an arrow ace girl, I'm Sarah, that's me. And a demi-straight girl, that's me, Kayla. Talk about all things to do with love, relationships, sexuality, and pretty much anything else that we just don't understand. On today's episode, Sounding Fake. Sounds fake, but but okay. okay. Very, very uh, erudite of us to say that. What? The newts. Um, all right, we're going to move on. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, no. we're doing our best here. All right, what are we talking about this week, Kayla? <laughs> so we received some lovely emails recently asking for some advice because apparently we're qualified to give advice now. Interesting. Sounds and, fake. Yeah, I also thought that. And that we're suggesting possible episodes. So we got the permission from these lovely people to, like, talk about what they were asking us. So I actually don't know if I can say their names because I didn't ask that. I would say don't say their names. All right. So we have two lovely people. <laughs> they actually happened to be friends, and they were both emailing about the same thing. So that was cute. So basically, they're about feeling like you're faking being ace. So our first person was saying that their older sibling is ace, and so they're wondering if they're just convincing themselves they're ace because they look up to their sibling a ton. Um, And the other person, it was pretty similar, just asking. So they were basically saying they have a hard time separating their experiences and the experiences of people they relate to or their friends or people they see on the internet. So they kind of also feel like they might be faking their asexuality. So yeah, basically they both kind of feel like they're just pretending or acting this way because of other people and they're Mm -hmm. worried that they're not really actually ace. Yeah. Which is valid. And I think, I think people of all sexualities, well, maybe not, straight people as much but (laughs) straight yeah um i feel like most queer people probably have this experience um Mm -hmm. but that doesn't make it fun or exciting i mean maybe it's exciting it's but it's not fun i don't think it's exciting either i yeah i don't really think it's exciting but i can't speak for everyone all right jury's still out on that one (laughs) yeah um but yeah i mean i get that because Especially if, I mean, there are two different sides to this. The one is where you are surrounded by people who may be ace umbrella and you're like, well, am I just doing this because I think I should? Or like saying this, that this is my identity because people around me are and that's influencing me. Mm-hmm. The other one is being like, well, I'm the only ace person here. Am I really ace? Mm-hmm. Especially if... You know, you know, society does tell you, like, hey, you should be doing this. And you're like, well, maybe, do, do I? What? Mm-hmm. What's happening? Um, and so it's two different issues, but it's it's the same thing either way, essentially. It's like, you know, there's some outside force being like, you should question everything. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> um, which, you know... In life is can be good to question things. However, questioning your sexuality is not as not as fun. Which we've talked about. Yeah. I guess do do you ever feel like you're faking it, Kayla? Um 
Yeah, actually. I think a lot of times I kind of wonder in this, I don't know if this is just me questioning myself or even mm-hmm. just my the whole pro- drama or what? if it's, <laughs> I just sometimes can't talk. Maybe we should just move on. Um, <laughs> it's, it's me wondering like, yeah, this is the way I feel and I don't like hooking up with people. Like I don't personally get value out of that. And then sometimes I'm like, well, is that even my sexuality or is that just a preference? And I think that's just kind of me questioning demisexuality as a whole, which sucks. Yeah. It doesn't feel yeah. good to do because it feels like I'm invalidating myself and a ton of other people. But mm-hmm. it is something, sometimes something I think about. And yeah, so then I, I question like, you know, is this, and especially because it's not a huge part of my life since I'm also straight and that's mm-hmm. the majority of my sexuality. And I don't often think about demi unless I'm like actively out dating Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I question it all the time, especially when I was first started identifying that way. I really, cause like, you know, I didn't take on that label for a while. And I think mm-hmm. those were some of the reasons why. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think on that vein too, especially if you're towards the beginning of your journey, you know, it's, it's easy to feel like you're faking it because you know when I first like started using like identifiers especially for my romantic orientation like the like at first when I started calling myself Arrow I was like am I just calling myself Arrow because I'm sick of not being totally sure like you know am I just looking for an excuse to have a more solid term and you know after a little bit of time, I was like, no, I like this. But that, you know, I did still have that that kind of period of, like, is this real or do I just want to have this sexuality? Which is, which is an interesting thing yeah. to be, like, you know, asking yourself if you really feel this way or if you just want to be of a certain sexuality. Um, yeah, that's fair. It's, it, it's kind of hard to, like, for people who haven't experienced, like questioning it's it's very hard to explain right and i think in the ace community i can imagine because there's so many different types of asexuality and one Mm -hmm. day we do plan on doing an episode about all the different kinds under the umbrella because it's exhaustive and we don't even really have a good grasp of that but i can Mm -hmm. imagine like if you if you know that you're not just strictly ace but you're not sure if you want to say you know you're gray ace or mm-hmm. you know all the different terms i can imagine that it might be quite common for people to just pick one because they're sick of not having a label yes yeah that was definitely how i felt at first right but i don't necessarily think in my opinion and this i don't know could be very wrong i don't know that there's anything wrong with picking one for a while and just trying it out and seeing how it feels because there's nothing wrong with like changing your mind later. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, one of the things that was said in one of the emails was something to the effect of, you know, there, there's the question of like, okay, I'm reading about other people's experiences. I'm hearing about other people's experiences. Am I just conflating my experiences with theirs or am I really experiencing these feelings separate from that and so you know if you 
are really, if you've grown up being familiar with the community, or even if you've just done a done a deep dive into the into the Ace Umbrella, you know it it that can be a thing that it feels like you're hap- that feels like it's happening. Like okay, I didn't really notice that I was feeling this way or whatever before I read this. So did me reading it like turn on a light bulb and be like, oh yeah, same. Or did me reading this make me read into how I was feeling in a different way? And that's that's something that I feel like happens as well, where where you end up feeling like, well, am I faking this? And it's it's very hard to know in that moment, which is like that's that's how it is, like Yeah. <laughs> unfortunately. But like I would say like to, to to people who do feel like they're faking it, for starters, I would say most queer people at some point in their lives feel like they're faking it. Yeah. Um, that's probably not true of all queer people, but it definitely is true of some of them. And so, a you're not alone for starters, and you're not any less queer for for you know, having those thoughts or concerns or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, also, though, it's it's probably not going to last forever because if you spend too long feeling like you're faking it, then you're probably using the wrong identifier and you're going to figure that out. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I don't know. I also think, like, there's a chance, sure, that if you think you're faking it, you might be using the wrong identifier, but I also mm-hmm. think... I'm, I'm saying, like, long-term. If you continue feeling that way yeah, for yeah, a yeah. long time. If it's short-term, it, it that's not necessarily the case, but continue. Um, but I think in the short-term, it might just mean that you need to be a little more comfortable in your own skin. I think maybe, like, I had the reaction, right, where I didn't want to take on the Demi-label for a while, mm-hmm. And I feel like this could be a manifestation of that stage of not being quite comfortable with a label and the way you're dealing with that is think is trying to reject it and trying to come up with reasons why it might be fake. Yeah, and when I say that like in the long term, if you continue feeling this way, you might have the wrong identifier, that's not meant to scare you. Like, for starters, A, if that's the case, that's okay. But B, you know, I'm not trying to make you question it more. That's just sort of like, you know, sometimes over time you realize you were wrong or realizing you're, you know, using the wrong identifier. Just because you feel like you're faking it now, though, doesn't mean that you have to, like, jump to that conclusion of, like, oh, this must be the wrong identifier. Right. I don't think you mean it in an all-encompassing way that, like, if you feel like that now, in the long term, you definitely have the wrong, like... Yeah, that's not what I mean at all. I think... It's just, I think it's important to get comfortable with the idea that your perception of your identity and the label you choose to use can change over the time, and Mm -hmm. it might, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't invalidate what you felt before or what you feel now. Right. So it might not be the case, even if you do feel like this for a while, you know, you might come to the conclusion that you feel comfortable with the label you've chosen all along. Mm -hmm. But I do think it's important to realize that it's okay if it changes and it's okay if you realize like, I don't know, because I think a lot of people that think like they're faking it, I don't think they are because if you are thinking so hard that you must be faking it, 
Yeah. Then you're obviously thinking about it a lot and you've yeah. done like your research and you're part of the community. And so right. chances are you are not. Yes. But you know, it's okay to feel like that way. And it's okay if it ends up that maybe you like were a little bit, you know? Yeah. And, and I also think that a lot of the reason people feel like they're faking it, because it's not just with sexuality that people feel like they're faking it, you know, any other, whether that's like gender or like mental health or like whatever, Mm -hmm. the society tells you that you should be trying to be like fill in the blank identity whether that's because that's like the normative identity or whether that's because that's an identity that you have some sort of connection to like for example you know if if you do have a sibling who's in the queer community or you have a friend who's in the queer community like you have some sort of connection to that so part of you is like oh you know i should be like that to to fit in almost um And so society a lot of times is telling you, like, oh, you should be fitting in this box. And so sometimes it feels like you're trying too hard to fit into that box. Mm -hmm. Um, That doesn't mean you don't fit in that box. But it also doesn't mean that... But it is important to recognize that, like, it's not just... Like, it's not necessarily your fault if you feel like you're breaking it. No, I think... I mean, there's a term in psychology, not to use my major at you, but... Every other episode, Kayla (laughs) brings up her major. I'm never really going to use it, so I have to use it while I can. (laughs) Um, There's a a thing called imposter syndrome, and it's basically like... It happens a lot when people get new jobs or are all of a sudden successful, and they look at the people around them and they feel like they're an imposter. They feel like, mm-hmm. I don't know how I got this job, but everyone around me is so talented and is so much better than me. And I'm just faking it. They just haven't realized yet that I'm actually not good at this. And yeah. I'm actually fake. And so mm-hmm. I think that could happen a lot too in every other area of life where mm-hmm. you're just constantly waiting for someone to find you out because you don't feel as real as people around you. I think I have that with being Demi, too, because a lot of other people, it's a way bigger part of their identity than mine. And Mm -hmm. so I'm kind of like waiting for someone to tell me that I shouldn't use that identity or that I'm not Demi enough, you know? Yeah. And I think that sucks to feel that way, but it doesn't make it true. Yeah. I think another point to bring up is that at least the people that emailed in to us um, are not like children, but they're, you know, they're young, they're teenagers. Mm-hmm. And I think a big part of being a teenager is trying to figure yourself out yes. and trying to, because I know like even now I'll do this, but especially as a teenager, you know, you're hanging around your friends and you start picking up on things they do. And sometimes it becomes yeah. more than that. You pick up even more than just their catchphrases. You start kind of acting like them or you act like people mm-hmm. you see on TV. And yeah. I think as a teenager, when you're still forming your identity, those really formative years that, you know, Maybe you are doing those things, and if you're extra conscious of those things, you might think you're doing it in all areas of your life. Yeah. You might think, like, oh, since I act like my friends and pick up their catchphrases, maybe I'm just, like, picking up their sexuality. Yeah. I feel like this is a little all over the place, and I apologize. Um, But I also wanted to say that if, especially... If you know other people with, you know, in the queer community or whatever, 
you may feel like external pressure to like choose an identifier um and so which you know that happens because people want to put you in a box because that's what people like to do um and so i think sometimes external pressure can make people not necessarily jump to conclusions some people might jump to conclusions but it it, it does make you really think about the identifier you've chosen and if you are still younger or if you are still in those like early early times in self-discovery you know it can definitely make you question like did did i give my did i put myself in the right box especially if it's people who are older than you who who are putting that pressure on you whether that's intentional or not mm-hmm. you know when you're younger than people you especially like if I didn't really have this experience because I didn't have um, ace umbrella people in my life when I was sort of discovering my sexuality, but I can totally see it happening where, you know, you're a young queer kid and there's someone who's older than you, who you look up to, who uses the identifier of, say they use the identifier of, like, gay, right? And you're this, like, little queer kid and you're like, I don't think I'm straight, I, I might be gay, I don't know, but there's this person who you look up to who calls themselves gay, like, and you feel pressure to, like, use, use an identifier yourself, you might be more likely to, like, be like, oh, I should call myself gay because this person is calling themselves gay. Does that make sense? Did that make sense at all? I think that makes sense. But I just will, it's, it's important to realize that, like, if that is happening or if that does happen, that doesn't make you a bad person. Person. No, not at all. I like, think that's, that's definitely not your fault. And like I said before, changing your mind or realizing that something didn't fit is normal and fine. Yeah, and I think that's the number one thing I want to emphasize in this episode. Because, you know, the stuff we're saying is a little bit all over the place because basically we're saying, okay, so you feel like you're faking it. One thing that could be happening is that you're not, and you're just, like, you know, trying to figure things out. The other thing that could be happening is that you are faking it, which seems very daunting. Like, that's a kind of, like, not the the thing I think people necessarily want to hear. I think that is the case less often than the first one. However, regardless of whether you're going to keep that in the fire or change it in the fire or whatever happens, you're not a bad person for feeling like you're faking it yeah i think i think the reason that this episode has been all over the place is for me at least i've been skirting the idea of telling people that they might be faking it yeah because that feels bad but i think what we like to do is talk about hard things so a hard thing to talk about is like i don't know maybe you are but i think also quote unquote faking it is the wrong way to put it almost because yeah that gives the idea that like you're faking it on purpose to trick people and you're being malicious mm-hmm. um which i don't think anyone unless you're like an awful yeah. person which i don't think anyone that wrote in or listens to this is mm-hmm. so it's it's hard to talk about because that makes it seem like a very bad thing when in yeah. reality you're just it's just another version of questioning and being unsure about yourself Right, and I, I think I, I feel like weirdly guilty about the things I've said so far in this episode, and I think that's why because I feel I feel like 
it it might feel to a listener as if I'm telling them they're faking it, which is is not not at all what I mean to say. Um, because in all honesty, most people who feel like they're faking it probably aren't. I think talking about faking it is just sort of another way of talking about questioning. I think any people who feel like they're faking it are just questioning their identity as they move forward. And I think thinking about it as though you're questioning rather than thinking about it as though you're faking it is... It's a more I, constructive I think just, way to think about it's it. It's more constructive, and I think it's a healthier way to think about it. Yeah, again, you're not, you're not blaming yourself. Yeah. And, and again, if you feel like you're faking it, you're not a bad person. However, I, if you do have that feeling, I do urge you to to try and shift your v- view and just think about it as as, as questioning. Mm-hmm. Because I think uh, the, the phrase faking it has an inherently negative connotation, whereas questioning has a pretty neutral connotation. Um, So I think, I think thinking about it as questioning rather than faking it is helpful. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, when I was thinking about these emails and this topic, I was kind of like, in, in the subject of sexuality, at least, this isn't necessarily true of all things that you can feel like you're faking, but in sexuality at least, I've never really had that feeling of faking it, but I've definitely had that feeling of questioning. Right. So I think, you know, pretty much everyone has had that feeling. It's just about how you're framing it and how you're thinking about it. Right. I do think this is just another manifestation of it, and maybe this feeling, because like you've said, you don't have contact with a lot of ace people, Mm -hmm. and so maybe for people that do have more contact with the community in real life or online, this might be a manifestation of questioning that neither of us are super familiar with because we don't have that. Yeah. But honestly, if you do have that, like I would, I would view that as a blessing, not as a curse because although it can, it might make the questioning phase a little bit harder knowing that you have people around you who have, similar identities or can help you along in that journey, I think is more beneficial than anything we could ever tell you. Yeah. And I think, you know, if you are close with other people and those are the people you feel like you're faking it off of, if you feel comfortable with those people, I would even express that feeling to them. Like, yeah. Hey, I almost feel like I'm copying you. Like, this is weird. Do you ever get that vibe? And I think chances mm-hmm. are they'll tell you like, chances are they'll no. say yes. Like chances are they feel they'll say like oh I sometimes feel like that too and yes that's no what I, meant. I don't think you're faking it <laughs> yes yeah. so that is that is what I meant I didn't yeah. mean to say yes you're yeah, I was like mm, so I think you know this is maybe a, a curse of being part of the community mm-hmm. but I think you can also turn it around and and use it to your advantage yeah I also think even if you have people in your life who may not necessarily have the same identity as you. Identity. I said that weird. Um, Anyway, um, who may not have the same identity as you. Odds are they have at some point in their life felt like they were faking something. And so if you are comfortable talking to them and if you're in a safe environment, even if you don't have, you know, people of similar sexualities, 
you can confide in that person because even if they don't ex- understand your exact situation, they're going to get it. Yeah. Um, Sarah. Yes. Do you have any, like, concrete advice to someone that, like, of what maybe to do for themselves if they feel like they're faking it? Yeah. Well, no. Maybe. Um, <laughs> I, I guess I would say it, it, talk to people if you can because they would be able to reassure you in a way that we can't mm-hmm. just because they personally know you. I think this may be bad advice, but this is probably what I would do. Is whatever part of your life, your sexuality, whatever, that you're questioning, I would probably, like, look it up and read about it and be like, oh, right, that is me. Like, it's I'm not crazy. Yeah, I had I had some, some similar advice. I think... Like, it's kind of it's kind of the opposite of what you said earlier. Like, I do think you should talk to people. But maybe something you should also do is take time to yourself to just think and to reflect without the people that you think you might be faking it. That's valid. Or that you might yeah. be copying. Just kind of separate yourself for a bit and really, like, kind of look in on yourself and think mm-hmm. about, you know, without these people, if I didn't have these people around, if it's just me right here, you know, how am I feeling and what's going on inside my head? Yeah. And that's what I would do because let's be real. I'm a hypocrite. I don't talk to people. <laughs> I've never talked to Sarah in my life. Yeah, never. Um, yeah, I, th- I think it really just depends on your situation. Yep. Um, and I think, you know, what you feel is the right course of action for you of of those things. Um, yeah, but I think what you said earlier about reframing it as questioning, I think to me that's kind of one of the most important things to do, maybe. Yeah. And, you know, there is no harm. Again, we've said it a thousand times. I'm going to say it again. There is no harm in questioning or feeling like you're faking it. I think the most important part is to just, like, the most important part is to just think about it in a way that isn't inherently like self-deprecating and isn't because yeah. if if you're if you're saying you're faking it, it's sort of like you're beating yourself up with it, like you know well, something's wrong with me. It's like your fault, yeah, yeah, and and it's not. <laughs> yeah, so Whereas, you know, questioning it's no one's fault. It's just how it is. Yeah, yeah, and which sucks because then you don't have anyone to blame, but right. <laughs> And, and it can be hard to do that. Like, I totally understand that it can be hard to turn that around and be like, you know what? This isn't my fault. Like, this isn't yeah, something wrong changing, with me. Changing your mindset doesn't happen in a day. Like, yeah. we're saying this like it's very easy, but mm. we both know that it's it's a process. Yeah. And we're also saying this as people who, for the most part, are on the other side of that process. Mm-hmm. And so I can understand that if you're at the beginning or like knee deep in the middle of it it can be hard to like see the end and that's kind of just true of of everything but like especially with like questioning and stuff it's it's really hard to believe people when they're like it gets better but like you just have to to trust the process and not Mm -hmm. beat yourself up as you go yeah 
And if you feel guilty about something, you gotta forgive yourself for it, man. Yeah. You just gotta, you know, there's there's no shame in feeling guilty or feeling like you're faking it, but you have to move forward from that. Because if you spend your whole life doing that, then you're never gonna be happy with what you end up with. Yeah, I think it's, you know, like I said, it's definitely an okay feeling to have and it's normal, but... Yeah, don't, I mean, don't just shove the feeling inside, work it out healthily over time, mm-hmm. but eventually do, do allow yourself to forgive yourself yeah. when, when you're ready. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I hope that, that those of us who emailed us and anyone else who have similar issues found that helpful. Um, if not, we, let us know. Yeah. Try again. We did our best, but... It's it's a tough situation to deal with. Like um, yeah, like we said, we were we were skirting the topic for a long time because like I think a lot of the things we talk about, it's it there's some things that are hard to say because you'd rather they not be true. But yeah, I think it's yeah. important to talk about yeah to feel. Gotta say the things that are hard to say, mm-hmm. but you also have to recognize that. Uh, like no, I just wait. I just had it. You gotta. Say the things you don't want to say and know that it'll be okay. Oh, wow. That Put rhymes. it on a t-shirt. New March? Yeah. Who? Okay. <laughs> I, w- I was just going to say, like, <laughs> although we said those things, don't jump to conclusions. Like, just because that's a possibility doesn't mean it's the possibility. Yeah. And also, we answer. Take, take everything we say with a large grain of salt. We so much salt. We don't have all the answers. This is something that we don't have as much experience with. We're, we're still we do, children. <laughs> even the things we do have experience with, like, we're just talking from our own experiences. Yeah. So we have no right to say that any of this is universal or true for I don't have a degree in this. I don't have any degree. I, yeah, but we have high school diplomas. Yeah. That's not we, a degree. That's a diploma. You can get a job with a GED and a diploma, so... Well, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, so again, I hope this was helpful. And to those of you who didn't have this feeling coming in, maybe you learned something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah. It it does feel a little bit redundant just because it all comes kind of down to, to questioning again. But, you know, so goes it. Doesn't everything come back down to questioning in life? Yeah, and like, you know, no one ever said that reinforcement was bad, so. <laughs> Alright. Um, <laughs> what's our poll? You know. No. Yeah, me either. <laughs> um, how about this? All right. Let's let's just say, have you ever felt like you have been? Yeah, have you ever felt like a fraud in your life? Have you ever felt like you've been faking? And do we want to be specific to sexuality or no, just I be think like, just like in life? Because y'all are gonna look at the responses and be like, oh yeah, everyone. Does everyone's this. a fr- everyone's a fraud. Everyone is a fraud. So yeah, are, have you ever felt like you were a fraud slash faking it in life? Yes or no. My answer is yes. Same. Okay. <laughs> um, you can find that poll on our Twitter at SoundsFakePod. You can also find us on Tumblr, SoundsFakePod at Tumblr.com. Or email us like these two wonderful folks did at um, SoundsFakePod. Yeah, mm-hmm. if you... If you I think, didn't... Oh. Sorry, I really struggled. <laughs> I didn't finish <laughs> saying the email. Going great. <laughs> SoundsFakePod at gmail.com. Um, if you feel like we gave 
really good advice and want to ask for some for yourself, first of all, why? And second of all, I guess. We'll do our best. (laughs) We'll, you know, we'll be here. We'll try. Um, Yeah, also, if you have any other advice that we didn't touch on to do with this topic, uh, do send it to us, tweet it at us. We will, uh, with your permission, share it out to the world. Yeah, so then maybe we'll have some better, more concrete answers. (laughs) Yeah, that don't jump all over the place. One time we got a review that was like, they jump all over the place too much. And I was like, yeah, that's fair. (laughs) And then we we proceeded to not fix it. (laughs) To never change anything. Shouts Um, out to that person. Shout out. Uh, Yeah. Uh, We have a Patreon in case you want to throw money at this ridiculous podcast. Yeah, horrible advice. Seems like a waste, but I'll take it. I don't know. Uh, I'm poor. You know, okay, so once again, we're bringing it back to my favorite podcast, Dear Hank and John. Jesus Um, Christ. And the premise of that podcast is that they, you know, they give advice, but they specifically refer to it as dubious advice. Yeah. Um, and that's what this is. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> you could, uh, if you would like to support us on Patreon, you can find us at patreon.com slash soundsfakepod. So yeah, we're changing the perks a little bit. We're just sort of shifting them. So $5 patrons, we're no longer promoting anything. We're just saying your name. Sorry. Um, and $10 patrons, we're still promoting things. So cool. Uh, for $2 patrons, we have Sarah Jones and Keith McC- Blaine! Uh, for our $5 patrons, we have Jennifer Smart, Estreetha Vinicota, Austin Lay, Drew Finney, and Perry Fierro. For our $10 patrons, we have Emma Thinking Fink. You can find her on YouTube by looking up Emma T. Fink. And then we have Tristan Call, who would like to promote uh, their friend Harley, who you can find on DeviantArt and Tumblr at Rationally Paranoid. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's that. Um, thanks for listening. Tune in next Sunday for more of us in your ears. And until then, take good care of your cows.